0: Welcome to the first podcast of The Olive Branch. My name is Jason France, and I'll walk you through about a 15-minute session today. Uh, as we sit and deal with the coronavirus, my heart just keeps going to, what would Jesus say if he was sitting in my chair today? And how would he call me? How would he make me think differently about the things going on? And the first two things that came to my mind uh, were love your neighbor and love your God. And I, I reverse those orders. But it's just such an important concept. Uh, You know, in Matthew 22, verses 35 through 40, uh, Jesus is in a conversation with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus by asking him, what is the greatest commandment? Pharisees thinking he's not going to be able to answer this question. We've got him. He's going to trip up. He's going to say something stupid. We got him. And Jesus responds to them, love love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list, but there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law hangs from them. And so this is the message version. I just really love that because it's so packed with just different feelings. First of all, you have the word passion in there. Love your Lord, your God with all your passion. What does that mean? You know, passion, when you define it, is a strong and barely controllable emotion. But the true meaning is a meaning of suffering. And when I think of what our world is like right now, here, March 22nd, 2020, we're sitting in a global pandemic. And there's a lot of suffering and it's scared suffering, and it, but it has to be sacred suffering. And so when I think of the passion and the suffering, it's kind of what we're dealing with now, but where's our passion? Is it lodged in that fear and that anxiety or is it lodged in the love of God? Are you passionately pushing into him in this time of need and suffering? And they're really interrelated, right? Uh, you know, a barely controllable emotion is something that I know I go through when I'm dealing with any type of intense suffering, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. The second thing that God tells us to love our Lord with is in our prayer. And why do we pray? Uh, you know, it's a topic that I've really struggled with my entire life. When I sit down to pray, uh, It's, you know, I start really passionate. Dear God, I humble myself before you. Oh, what about tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? I have this and that. If you're like me, your mind just goes all over the place when you start to to pray. And I would say a couple of things there that I've been learning and studying over the last several weeks, months, and years is our words are just sounds. You know, the expression of our vocabulary does nothing. If I sit here, I can write out a a speech to God and I can deliver that speech by reading it every night. And I can I can read that passionately. I can cry through it. I can I can say that I'm humble about it, but that really does nothing. You know, words tossed up to heaven is is just words. And what what happens when we pray and we pray relationally Uh, God is the doer in the prayers. He doesn't need to hear our words to act. It's not like he has his feet up on on the corner of his desk and, oh, Jason's tuned in. I, I need to listen to see what he needs me to do. God knows our needs. He knows our most intimate thoughts. And what he wants from us is to love him and to be in an intimate relationship with him. You know, we can pray, we can fast, we can go to church, we can read our scripture, and that those things position us to encounter God, and they're very important things that we must do on a regular basis, Uh, but it's the act of the submission in which we trust God and just love Him to the extent that we give up everything in our mind in those moments of prayer. And then throughout the day that we're just constantly in that state of prayer, that's what God looks for from us when we, when we have a prayer life. It's not the words that we're saying, it's the trust in him to act. Uh, God is interested in our prayer when we, when we are not preoccupied with the things going on with our flesh, you know, and, and today it's easy to sit and pray and just be so scared and focus on the coronavirus that we're missing that intimacy with him. I think of it kind of like my children on their tablets. Uh, you know, we have very limited time. The kids can be on their tablets, but boy, when they are, they are zoned into those tablets. There's not much I can say to them that would make them break their concentration from their tablets. That's a, the that's a start of how our relationship with, with God should be. We should be preoccupied only with that conversation with him. And the third point that he talks about is the intelligence. And so that, that might be a little bit of a head scratcher. Like what, you know, what does prayer, love your Lord, your God have to do with intelligence? Intelligence is a moving scale. You know, when we first come to know Jesus, our, um, we have very limited knowledge of what he is in our life or what he needs to be. But the ability- the intelligence is simply the ability you know to acquire and apply your knowledge and your skills, so what God expects from us as we learn more and more about him and develop more and more intimacy with him, he expects us to put that to work uh in the world to advance uh, what what his word is doing what his kingdom is doing, so think of it as math and algebra and calculus and you know, math you're adding and you're learning one plus two is three. And then algebra gets a little harder and then calculus gets a little bit harder. And then common core math gets even harder. Uh, You know, going back trying to do second grade math, uh, give me a calculus class. Uh, I'll take that any day over uh, uh, common core math. Uh, But it brings us then to this love your neighbors yourself. And, it's just something that I'm so passionate about uh, learning more about my neighbors, and we we tend to trivialize who our neighbor is. Our neighbors might be our friends. It it's the person to the left or right or across the street or behind us, but that's not what God means here. Our neighbors, everyone we we come encounter with, it can be the crotchety old neighbor beside or behind us. It could be Uh, The mean coworker or the uh, arrogant boss or whatever it is in your life, that's your neighbor because you're relational with them, whether you like it or not. Uh, But what I think is interesting here is the verse says, love your neighbor as yourself. God's not a fool. He gives us the command, love me, God, more than yourself and others. And then who you love next, he, he's, he's not a fool. He's saying, look, I get it. You love yourself. But what I'm telling you to do is love your neighbor, no matter who it is, as you love yourself. So, you know, we are selfish creatures from the apple on the tree to the apple phone in our hand. A lot of our time is consumed with meeting our own needs instead of others. Jesus says here, you got to flip that script. And he says, put me first and then yourself and others, equally, 50-50. Jesus doesn't follow up with the words unless. He doesn't say, you know, unless your neighbor's divorced or unless your husband is gay, unless your husband is homeless, unless your husband is poor, or I'm sorry, your, your neighbor is gay, homeless, poor, or grouchy then you don't have to love them as much or invest in them as much. We in the church must be careful defining who our neighbor is and putting parameters around um, those folks and saying, you are wrong, 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 you need to do this and this and this. And then you're part of our community. Again, I'm not a pastor. I don't pretend to understand the full workings of the church but I understand my role in God's kingdom. And my role is to be based in love and love for neighbors and everyone that I encounter. Whatever's going on in that person's life is between them and God. And I will be used as a vessel from God in the way that he wants. We just have to be open to that. So we know these two commandments are the most important, but how does it apply in today? again, March 22nd, We're socially distanced. We're nearing martial law in a bunch of states. We have a pandemic stoking our fears and our anxieties. kind of takes my mind to one of my favorite verses, which is Philippians 4, 6. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So why do I start this part of the podcast here? Coronavirus is terrifying. And, you know, I, I would be a fool to say that I haven't had my own anxieties about it. You know, I'm sitting here in my office and I'm looking at extra cereal boxes and formula and crackers and uh drinks and so on. So, you know, my anxiety is stoked on this. And, and to caveat this, I'm an expert in anxiety because I've dealt with it my entire life. Uh, so it it's it's a terrifying point in our country and you will see a lot of um you know wild things of people claiming to to love and believe in Jesus where this is doomsday this is end times and it very well could be but i would also caution that even jesus doesn't know when god is going to end this end this experiment uh we don't know what the end is, or when it is, certainly these are signs that we're nearing it. Uh, but you know, we we've got to focus on those that are really hurting. You know, my heart breaks for the elderly in the nursing homes, some many of which will pass away without loved ones around. The sick, the compromised immune systems, people losing jobs. But I would also call attention uh, to those that are isolated that just are dealing with mental illness and the what isolation does to stoke uh, you know some of those problems and i i would venture to guess there's probably been more prayers in the past two weeks than the past decade combined Uh, obviously i don't know that to be true but it's when things get bad and things get scary that's when we want to toss our prayers up to god and what I'm calling us to do now is just, this is a great starting point, but make sure it's a consistent part of your life. I think Satan uses horrible things like pandemics to push us away from God. I mean, think about it. It's, he has distanced us from our communities. He's trapped us in isolation. He's emptied grocery shelves, and he's taken away jobs. I mean, those are all really, really bad things. And the disease itself, I mean, people are sick and dying and in pain. And so it's a time of chaos. But what I would also say, um, and it's best summarized in Luke twelve seven, 7, and uh, Jesus is talking about how God values the sparrows. And I, I think he says, Basically, two for a nickel is what they're sold for in a market, but God cares about them. But God also cares about us. And Luke 12, 7, it says, indeed, the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid, for you are worth more to God than sparrows. So what's God's message in this pandemic? I believe that he's telling us, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. I've got this. I will bring you through. Just as I brought the Israelites to the promised land, I will bring you through. I am with you. I am by your side. You're not alone in your house. I am there with you. You are not alone if you are in the hospital. I am with you. If you've lost your job, I am with you. I I believe that's the constant message that God wants us to hear at this time. And then I also think that. Um, he's going to use this in a good way. I mean, he slowed us down because we couldn't slow ourselves down. I know here at home, um, you know, the closeness that my wife and I have had with our boys over the past couple of weeks has been amazing. Um, You know, we've, we've slowed down, we're playing soccer together and throwing the football and playing games and reading books and investing in one another in a different way. If there was no pandemic going on, it would be running to do this sport and that sport and this store and that store. It's the things and the activities that he's showing us, hey, they're not important, you've got each other. For the most part, we have our health. health. Enjoy this time together. And rebuild that family structure around the hearts and minds of each other and not around the activities. I also think he makes us, a, it brings us to a point where we really appreciate our community more. You know, I missed the last couple of weeks of not being able to go to church. I miss not being able to hang out with my friends or seeing my kids hang out with their friends. It makes us appreciate that that time together is much more important than all the running around and buying things and doing things uh, that we preoccupied ourselves with so uh, with that i just i want to encourage you uh, in this time of uh, fear and anxiety to trust the lord you know trust him with your anxieties again i'm in counseling for anxiety it's just something that i i want to invest in and get better at Uh, one book that um that I really want to uh, encourage you to pick up and read it's a book that I'm reading now that I really love it's called Every Breath We Take by Terry Wardell or Wardle um it, it just helps you slow down and meditate in the tough times so to conclude I just want to I want to pray with you I want to thank you for listening um to the entire podcast and uh, I want to invite you back next week at around the same time um, for a different lesson. So Father, uh, I just come before you and I thank you, Lord, for all those that uh, have listened to this podcast. I pray God that you would speak to them in ways that they need to be spoken to. Lord, would you come upon each and every person uh, to help just um, be a balm to the anxieties and fears over the coronavirus, that you would protect this community from the coronavirus, that it would be a short-lived pandemic, God. But most of all, God, I pray that uh, each person hearing this, here's your word of slow down and just be where you are right now. Focus on what's in front of you. Enjoy the time together and um, just really uh, learn your love, Lord. And just pray this in Jesus' name. Again, thank you all for joining my podcast. And uh, as always, please uh, provide feedback if you have any. Thank you.